Welcome to Out and About, a news show here on WNHH about transgender issues in the news. My name is Melissa Lukes. Thanks for joining me. Well, today we're going to start by talking about the recent election. And although the election was over a month ago, on a recent talk show, I interviewed Mara Kiesling. She's the executive director of the National Center for Transgender Equality. Since the interview was recorded before the recent election, I thought I'd share with you the statement she issued the day after the election. Again, it was issued on uh, the Wednesday, right after Trump won, and I'll read it to you verbatim. Yesterday, Donald Trump was elected President of the United States. Transgender people and those who love us are understandably gravely concerned about what this election will mean for our families, our communities, our children, and our country. On the campaign trail, President-elect Trump has been more divisive than any other candidate in our lifetimes. He has denigrated immigrants, people of color, women, Muslims, disabled people, survivors of sexual assault, journalists, and those who disagree with him, period. He has painted himself as a defender of those struggling economically while advocating policies that would only lock them into poverty. Vice President-elect Pence has made clear during his tenure as governor of Indiana that he is completely opposed to the liberty of LGBT people. Vice President-elect Pence has made clear that President-elect Trump will roll back recent LGBT equality gains. Yet at the same time, President-elect Trump recently posed on stage with a rainbow flag. And in his victory speech last night, he pledged to, quote, be president for all Americans, unquote. It is now our job to make sure he lives up to that promise. Again, this is a statement that Mara Kiesling issued the day after Trump was elected president. Continuing with her statement, let me say what it would mean to live up to that, that what Trump said. It would mean keeping in place the federal policy changes that have advanced the lives of transgender people. It would mean being on the side of trans children in their hopes of just going to school like other kids. It would mean speaking up for us, as President Obama has in our ongoing conversation with America. And make no mistake, it would mean being anti-racist, pro-immigrant, pro-woman, pro-Muslim, pro-disability rights, and pro-worker. Trans people are all of these kinds of people. We are all these people that he has denigrated. There is no doubt that we are facing difficult times and there are many questions about what comes next. This is how we will get through them. We will do everything we can to take care of each other and keep each other safe, especially those among us who are the most vulnerable. We will continue to build our communities and strengthen the ties we have with other marginalized communities. We will continue to show the nation who we are And we will continue working towards the day when trans people and other people are not feared or hated. We will try as hard as we can to work with the Trump administration and all individuals, regardless of who they voted for, to build for a more inclusive vision of society. Mara went on to say, continuing quoting, And to be clear, we will continue to fight. Over the last two decades, we have made faster progress in any movement faster than any movement in American history. The progress has come through supportive and unsupportive presidents because we always fight. Transgender people will fight to show the people in our lives 
who we are. We will fight to show America who we are. We will fight to protect our children. We will fight against attacks on any community. We will fight to advance justice, and we will fight hard to defend every single advance we have made. We simply will not stop fighting. Once again, that was a statement issued by Mara Kiesling, Executive Director of the National Center for Transgender Equality. That statement was issued the day after Donald Trump was elected president. If you'd like to hear my interview that I did with Mara when I was in Provincetown in October, you can go to the WNHH list of podcasts and you can find my out and about talk show. She really is a tremendous person. Here's a story about what we can possibly expect to happen during the Trump administration. Since President Obama took office in 2008, LGBT rights have expanded tremendously. Now that there'll be a new administration, many attorneys around the country are receiving questions from their clients as to what changes may come and what, if anything, they should be doing as a result of this. Much is related to how the legal protections were enacted is how the questions are answered. Court findings based on constitutional doctrine provide the highest reliability. Statutes passed by Congress can be repealed or amended by Congress. Administrative practice or interpretation can be modified relatively easily by the new administration if little weight is placed on continuity. Executive orders are also in this category, and officials in the new Trump administration have their sight on repealing certain Obama executive orders in their first days in office. Perhaps the foremost question that is asked is whether couples that are married will have their marriages undone, or couples planning on marrying should do so before Inauguration Day on January 20th. It is important to point out that it's extremely unlikely that the Supreme Court will undo marriage equality and even less likely that those couples who are already married will have their marriages terminated. This is in large part due to the fact that the courts do not relitigate issues that have already been decided. Although cases do occasionally get overturned, it's a rare occurrence and one that has not historically happened within a few short years of the original decision. This doctrine is the basis of courts upholding their own precedent and why Americans can rely on judicial decisions. It's the consensus of LGBT lawyers that marriage is almost certainly safe, and couples that are not yet married should not presently be concerned about these rights being eliminated. Couples that have already obtained second-parent or step-parent adoptions for their children should be confident in their rights to their children being safe. It's still advisable that anyone who can obtain such adoptions or parentage orders in their current states should do so as soon as possible because it continues to be the best way to secure equal parentage rights that are backed by court order, no matter where in the country or the world someone travels or moves to. There are, however, areas of expanded rights that may well be in jeopardy under a new administration because they are not established by court precedent, but they're established by executive order, legislative action, or administrative guidance. Although much remains unknown, there are some actions that people can take to secure some of the protections that currently exist. First, transgender transgender members of the community are currently able to obtain passports with the correct gender marker and without providing what, if any, surgeries they have had. They can also change their gender marker with the Social Security Administration, again, without the burden of proving the particularities of their medical treatment. 
These policies could change under a new administration, making it more difficult for trans individuals to obtain identity documents that are consistent and accurately reflect who they are. It's recommended that you secure passports and change gender markers in the Social Security Administration before the new administration takes office, just to make it more solid and easier. Fundraising efforts through social media are underway to assist those who may not be able to afford the costs of obtaining or updating a passport. Many in our community are also immigrants, people of color, practitioners of many faiths, including Islam and Judaism, and children. And it is important to remember that they will be impacted by change in immigration policy, changes in employment protection, changes in education policy, and changes in all aspects of our current health care laws. Other civil rights protections, including non-discrimination in employment, education, and public accommodations, have been expanded by the current administration's interpretation of federal law that includes gender identity and sexual orientation protections under the doctrine that prohibits sex discrimination. This trend could be undercut or reversed if leadership of the Department of Justice, the Department of Education, and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission decide to pull back on these interpretations. And based upon Trump's selection so far to his cabinet, it's not good news. There's also been a national movement to expand, quote, religious freedom, unquote, legislation that would defend discriminatory actions on the basis of religious liberty. These laws at the state and federal level could not only protect bakeries refusing to provide a wedding cake, but also doctors who do not wish to treat LGBT people and reach any public accommodation or place of employment. This is where much legislative effort by LGBT and allied organizations will likely be conducted, and individuals should be conscious of the scope of the many potential changes. So it's going to be a rough four years, is what most people in the LGBT community are thinking, but we will continue to fight. Well, that's all we have for today. This is Melissa Lukes. I thank you for listening to Out and About, my transgender news program here on WNHH. If you'd like to contact me, I'd always like to hear from you by email. My email address is wnhhmelissa at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.